Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the American Queen Out podcast, Evaluating Stores for Sale. I'm your host, Bruce Beggs. Today's episode will look at the criteria you might use to determine if acquiring a certain laundry would be a good investment. My guest today is Todd Sorensen. Todd is a regional sales manager at commercial laundry equipment manufacturer Gerbao North America and vice president of Continental Gerbao West, a full-service distributorship serving the Southern California vended, on-premise, and industrial laundry markets. He has more than 20 years of experience in vended laundry development and market analysis. Todd, thanks for joining me on the American Coin-Op podcast. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing well. For purposes of today's podcast, let's say that I'm an investor and I've decided the best way to get into the industry is by buying an existing store. How curious should I be to learn the reason or reasons why the current store owner is selling? Well, I think it's always um, it's always good to understand why the seller would be selling. Um, however, in some cases, you know, does it really matter? Um, what you're buying is an ongoing business. What you're buying is is ongoing, um, you know, leasehold improvements, um, operational expenses, and really having to the deep understanding of why he's selling isn't maybe as important as doing your homework and research. Um, in advance of determining if you really, frankly, want to be in the business. And it does take a lot of time. And there's lots of different resources out there to, uh, to participate in and take advantage of through the Coin Laundry Association, um, through talking with other laundry owners. Knowledge is king, more so about the operational ends of the business. You mentioned research. What kind of local area market and demographic research should I do if I'm serious about a certain property? Well, I think demographics, first of all, even though they're a little outdated, they're approximately 10 years old, um, we find demographics to be very, very valuable um, in determining you know, people per household, ethnicities, income levels, age levels, renter to owner occupied uh, percentages in the market. And you can purchase those demographics. I would suggest um, not only running a demographics on the potential store you're looking at buying, but also maybe some of the competitive stores in the market and get a feel for and compare if you find that there's another store across uh, town from where you're, you're looking at buying that store, run a demographics on it. Do that side-by-side -side comparison. You can run them in many different fashions from the typical ring radius to drive times, um, which again, comparing a drive time from your location versus a ring radius, you can get some really a really good understanding and, and comparison and analysis of, of the business and potential business. What about legal or regulatory issues? What kinds of things involving that particular store might influence my position? Presuming that this is an older, maybe well-established 10, 15-year-old laundromat, probably initially designed as a only self-serve laundry. Um, legal regulatory issues that some cities do impose now um, prohibit you from being open, say, 24 hours a day or prohibit you from operating a, a third. You, know, you have to close at, at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. That can defer or potentially hamper uh, future business of, of processing drop-off laundry in the evenings, maybe a third shift or bringing in commercial work. Um, in the evening while the laundry is closed to the public. Right. Let's talk about nuts and bolts a little bit. How closely should I examine the building and the store's physical layout? 
And when I do look into that, what details should I be looking for? Well, it's kind of like a, a physical. Um, you go into your doctor's office every year for a physical as you get older. As a laundry ages, um, it's very important, in my opinion, to, to have a qualified plumber come in and inspect the plumbing, the bones of the business. Um, collapsed sewer lines in an older business, maybe an older laundromat that used clay tile. Roots can, can interfere with that drain system. If it's an older store, sometimes uh, I'll say Larry Curley and Mo, the electrician, got in there and kind of cobbled up some of the electrical uh, panels or electrical wiring and that those things can all cause you, once you take ownership in that laundry, those can be some significant expenses that you may or may not have budgeted for. Additionally, depending upon the climate, uh, where this laundromat is located, getting a, a qualified licensed roofer out to take a look at the roof, um, inspect the condition of the roof, the, the trusses up on the roof, all your roof penetrations, you know, signs of water, mold leaking over time. Again, that can cause, again, a whole bunch of surprises as well as, frankly, depending upon the, the mechanical aspects of the dryer vents, making sure that those are in reasonably good shape. And if not, you know, hiring somebody to come out and clean those uh, dryer vents out. Another very important key element, and in, in it's sort of like having a home inspection, if you would. When you, most people have purchased a home, you hire a home inspector, kind of the same thing here. You know, you want to mitigate and minimize any potential surprises once you take ownership. You know, let's talk equipment now. How might the state of the washers, dryers, etc., used in the store for sale influence me as a potential buyer? You know, again, assuming this is an older existing store, um, let's say it's, it's again, uh, approximately 10 years old, it probably has washer extractors in it that, that operated approximately 80 to 100 G-force extraction. The prior owner may have done some upgrading to, to washers, but as we go up in hard mount extraction forces, uh, most, in fact, all manufacturers that I know of uh, sell a platform of 200G extraction machines. They have different foundation requirements than the older 80G machines that I was familiar with back in the, the mid-80s mid and early 90s. That was kind of the norm back then. Typical shopping center, a typical concrete pour in a center is four inches. These machines, anybody's manufactured machines that spin at over 200 Gs require anywhere from 6 to 8 to 12 inches of concrete. So flooring needs to be taken into consideration. And, and if you don't have that, you, you know, you can potentially void the manufacturer's warranty if uh, or the machines can pull out of the ground, which I've experienced and, and seen firsthand. Is it important or should it really matter to me to find out what kind of labor the current owner is using to run the business? Should I be concerned with that? Well, I think labor obviously is important. Out in California, where I, I currently reside, we're, we're tapped with $15 an hour minimum wage. So labor is is becoming more and more uh, higher up the list of, of expenses in a laundromat, um, qualified good labor. Yes, it's important. But again, along with that qualified labor, there's other ways to offset the higher cost. You know, Instead of just having a, a $15 an hour person cleaning your laundry, uh, greedy customers. They're now producing drop-off laundry. They're starting to, to retail more, more products over their counters in laundromats, as well as uh, processing um, you know, drop-off laundry, some commercial work. And that all comes at a higher retail price, um, which helps offset the, the higher cost of, of labor. 
Now let's get into numbers. What financials should I request from the current owner and review before making an offer? And how far into the past should I request documentation? I would ask for, as a buyer, a minimum of two years tax returns, signed tax returns, not just made up uh, uh, non-signed tax returns. Uh, but I'd also want to review, two, if, if they have it, two years utility bills. Obviously, review the lease in detail and have a very good consultant. If you uh, do a little bit of research, there are a number of very good third-party consultants out there that specialize and spend a lot of time evaluating income and expense information and store leases to make sure that what you're buying and paying for is what you're actually getting. So once I have that information in hand, what kinds of numbers should I be looking for to justify making the purchase? Well, typically, unlike most other businesses, um, retail businesses, laundromats typically sell for a multiple of net income. Um, unlike a, a pizza shop or a barber shop or things like this, other small businesses that sell off a, a multiple of, of gross receipts, this business is, is based on uh, net income. If I were buying a laundry, whatever type of down payment I put into, uh, into the business, I think industry norm is approximately a 25% cash on cash return. So a four times multiplier of the net income is a good starting point for, again, presuming this is a, a 10 plus year old store with eh, some 10 to maybe five to 10 year old equipment. What can take that up or down is obviously the condition of the lease, the condition of the shopping center. There's a whole bunch of variables. Condition of the equipment really is important, but not as important as certainly the lease is because equipment you know, manufacturers all provide some sort of uh, financing and equipment is sort of the, the key to increasing income and reducing expenses too. So that's kind of an ongoing should be an ongoing thing with anybody's business plan is continually updating and improving their, their equipment and efficiency, but also it helps increase the, uh, the income per square foot. You've been in the business for quite some time now, Todd. What are some common mistakes that first-time laundry buyers have been known to make? Another good question. They don't do their research. They are under the impression that it's an easy business that all they have to do is go to the store a couple times a week and collect the quarters, and the store kind of runs itself. Well, years ago, you could probably do that. Laundries were relatively inexpensive. Back in the 80s and 90s, there were a lot of top-load washers in them. So again, the cost of the, the laundromat was, was reasonable. Today, laundromats are, are a large investment. The laundries we put in out in, in California half a million to a million dollars. So they're, they're big investments. And one of the mistakes I think buyers sometimes make is looking at the business. And again, I can keep my full-time job and kind of an evening and weekend job. I can check in on the laundromat. What I found is that that's almost a road to frustration, aggravation, stress, and ultimate failure. Now, there are laundry owners that do do that. But the flip side is, we talked about employees earlier. They have a full-time manager that they pay a pretty good amount of money to to manage the day-to-day -day operations. Most successful laundries of laundry owners that I know spend a fair amount of time in their laundries, talking to the customers, educating, training their employees. And the closer laundry owners and operators stay to the business, the better those laundries typically do. 
Yeah, definitely not a hobby that we're talking about here. If you were to examine a store for sale, what information would you consider to be a red flag that would immediately end your interest in that particular property? A notebook that says, this is what my income expenses are. Believe me, they're out there. I would, you know, run, 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 run from something like that. If I can't get uh, at least two years tax returns, two years utility bills, and examine the lease and make sure if, if I'm a buyer, a lender, for example, if there were going to be acquisition financing involved in the purchase of a laundry, which there are lenders that will do this, they're going to want that lease to be as long, well, longer than whatever the finance term is, to be able to negotiate or have at least a 10-year lease with potentially five-year options tied onto it. If I can't get a 10-year lease, not something I would want to proceed and pursue as a good investment. We've touched on a lot of different areas in our episode today, Todd. Are there any other comments about evaluating stores for sale that you'd like to share with the American CoinOp audience? Laundries have been a stable, recession-resistant business through trials and tribulations like we're going through currently today, like we've gone through in the past with higher interest rates and you know, a lot of variables. People need to do laundry. This industry is getting more and more away from just the self-service business and seeing more laundries being run as a full-service business. You can do it yourself or different levels of services like drop-off laundry, the commercial work, some laundry starting to have pressing of, of sheets and pillowcases and making it more of a laundry center, but also a community center. You know, places where people come to congregate and, and socialize, but also get the laundry done. Part of this transformation over the years is because we're getting a more sophisticated investor. And because of the costs of laundromats have gone up exponentially to get into the business. But overall, we're seeing, a, I think, a, a better, stronger, more viable industry that I certainly see growing and expanding through the rest of my lifetime and involvement in the industry, for sure. Todd Sorensen, Regional Sales Manager of Gerbao North America and Vice President of Continental Gerbao West, thanks so much for being part of the American Coin-Op Podcast. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. The American Coin-Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com, and you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs, saying your cycle is up. <laughs>